Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. But we have unlimited time off. Why would anyone not want to join our company with such a progressive time off schedule? Asked Sanjeev, the founder and CEO of the company that I talked to a few weeks ago. I replied quickly, two reasons. One, PTO is a perk, not a reason for joining a company. People will join and stay at your company when they believe in your vision and the experience professional growth. And two, your company is a startup. No one's going to believe that with your aggressive production cycles that they can take off at a whim and take advantage of this policy whenever they want. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and hiring managers win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today. We have two guests. We have Adam Gordon and Ulysses Orzoko. They're the co-founders of PTO Genius. With over 30 years of HR tech experience and a focus on employee benefits and leave management, Adam and Ulysses are serial entrepreneurs who founded PTO Genius to help companies increase job satisfaction, attract and retain top talent, and lower payroll liability by reimagining what employees can do with time paid off. Which is what makes Adam and Ulysses the perfect guest for today's topic. Welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show, guys. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you. Today, we're going to be discussing the pros and cons of paid time off structures. And we're going to talk about how to implement the right structure for your unique company. Sound like a plan, guys? Let's do it. Sounds great. I'm going to start out by saying something that you guys are probably going to disagree with, which is paid time off is not a reason why people join your organization. I think it's a icing on the cake kind of scenario, but it's not really what keeps people there. But it is a very good snapshot of how you lead your organization, how you lead your paid time off program and how you come across and manage it is going to be indicative of your leadership style. Would you guys agree or disagree with that? Come on, fight yeah, me on it. I would agree. Paid time off could also be a reason that somebody might not join a company as well. Possibly, possibly. I haven't seen it too much, but I get if you're leaving a great benefits package to go to something that doesn't really have much, then there may be some issue there. Yeah. Let's talk about the challenges today with paid time off. You guys are experts in this. What are the companies facing as far as challenges go with establishing this particular piece of their framework? Some of the biggest challenges that we're seeing is that people just simply don't take as much time off with an unlimited PTO policy as they do with a traditional policy. There's been all sorts of articles written about it, all sorts of different reasons, right? I don't feel like I own that time. My manager's a little finicky, doesn't really let me go away since I don't have a bank of time. It makes it more difficult to have that conversation. And also what a lot of people aren't talking about, the legal liability that you're trading off the financial liability for when it comes to unlimited paid time off. What is the legal liability? The unlimited PTO policy in the way that most companies are managing it is creating this unequal use of PTO. Let's say that you and I have similar job functions, but we have different managers and you just so happen to be real friendly with your manager. He lets you go away. No problem. You go away whenever you want. My manager is a little tighter. I don't have such a great relationship with him. Mine is strict. Yours isn't. You go away. I don't get a chance to go away as much as you do. All of a sudden, two people with similar job functions don't have access to the same amount of PTO. And guess what? What if I'm a minority? Then that causes all sorts of problems. It creates this unequal use of PTO within the organization if you don't go about managing it the right way. 
way. And I get that. The fact of the matter is, if it's managed by or run by the hiring manager or your direct manager, you're going to come into problems with that. What's the solution to that? You have to be self-directed. You should just be able to set your own paid time off schedule. Yeah, that's kind of the challenge because that doesn't work for all organizations. When we have conversations with clients or potential clients that have these kind of policies, we have real talk with them and say, well, listen, are you really built for unlimited? In practice, it sounds great, but is your culture built for it? Well, Facebook does it, so why shouldn't we? Well, Facebook's got a pretty great culture. Facebook didn't start with an unlimited PTO policy. They moved into one after they realized that they have the culture to support it. People self-manage their PTO time for the most part there. The company that thrives under an unlimited PTO policy is one that has a culture that can support it. What culture can support an unlimited PTO program? It comes down to kind of three bedrock fundamentals. You have to have trust, trust in your employees and their ability to go about doing the right thing, you know, their ability to not go away for an unlimited amount of time, which we all know unlimited is just a misnomer. No one can take unlimited time off. You'll get fired. A company that has mutual respect where employees respect management, management respects employees, and a company built on accountability where you know that I don't have to be over the shoulders of my employees I know that they're going to get things done. If you tie this around your corporate values, I think that's really important that you design your policies in and around your corporate values. So those have to be three things that are part of your corporate values. Trust, meaning no micromanagement. You just trust your people to make their own decisions and manage their work. That's hard for a lot of entrepreneurs to give up that much control. A lot of us entrepreneurs are not great with accountability. We tend to over-manage or micromanage a little bit. So how do you get somebody into that mindset where you're going to have to just back away and trust to your employees? Or how do you recognize if it's even there? That can take time. I know for myself, early on in my career, I was really a general leading an army of one when I first got into (laughs) sales. And then as I jumped into the entrepreneurial world, I realized, hey, as great or as talented as you think you are, Adam, you can't do everything. No, I did experience people that I thought couldn't handle those projects or tasks or do those things and I had to do it all. But then a beautiful thing happened. I ended up meeting some people along the way in my professional career that showed me that, hey, you're not the only person that can do these things that can be relied upon, you can trust. And over time, I learned to be able to let the reins out a little bit. And once you start finding people that you can rely on, that you can trust, that can do those things with you, it's a beautiful thing and that you can become a symphony and all really work together and all tackling a lot of things at once. I had the same problem that you had, especially if you're a high performing individual and all of a sudden now you're managing people. Mm-hmm. I didn't trust myself. So it was hard for me to trust other people. You have to trust yourself first. Right. Yeah. The mutual respect thing, let's talk about that. What does that mean in that corporate environment? What is this mutual respect concept and how does that come into play for building out unlimited PTO? It all starts with the hiring process where a lot of things begin. And respecting your employees enough to demonstrate to them that you trust them in order to accomplish the things you want to accomplish. Part of respect is, or at least the way that we've seen it and are starting to define it, is around the ability for the organization to empower the employee to be able to go about and do things. You're respecting the autonomy that I have in order to complete the tasks that I have at hand. And that comes from the top. That's hand in hand with trust. You have to trust them to give mutual respect. Yeah. And trust is one of those fundamental things when you're talking about high functioning teams. It has to start with vulnerability, then build 
trust, and then that creates the ability for people to have healthy conflict, which leads to resolution and buy-in and eventually results. It all kind of trickles down or trickles up, I should say, into not just kind of policy making, but just general management. That's such a great point. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, your host. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you land great hires. Our guests today are Adam Gordon and Ulysses Orzoko. They're the co-founders of PTO Genius. And we're talking about paid time off. Actually, we're talking about what I like to call the pretend time off. (laughs) (laughs) We just talked a little bit about why it's important to your company to establish a PTO policy that's resonant with who your company is. But now we're going to talk a little bit about how to do it. When you look at your company values, I think I mentioned earlier, it's really important that you align your PTO policy with your values. What if your values are not an environment that's trust, mutual respect, and accountability? It's a high-pressure sales environment where you've got to come in and prove yourself. Is this going to be something that's going to work? It's not. Yeah, there you go. Do you want to expand on that, Adam? No, it's not. The philosophy that I have, and everyone can have a different opinion, is I believe that, and I learned this from experience, I learned that if you have to, for example, you mentioned looking over someone's shoulder or micromanaging them. I learned that if I have to do that, it's not my fault, it's theirs because I made a mistake in the hiring process. Starting out with the right people in the organization is definitely the foundation to be able to build upon that, looking at potentially doing an unlimited PTO policy. If you don't have the right people, it's like trying to build a house on unstable foundation. So very true. And that's why it's really important that you hire against your corporate values, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. If your environment is a bunch of backstabbing guys who win at any cost, it's all about making money, that's fine and that's your environment. Stick with it. Mm -hmm. Don't hire really nice collaborative people and expect they're going to be successful there. versa. The truth is, is that, again, if you don't have the right culture, the unlimited policy just isn't for you. And that should be okay. If it's a high pressure sales environment, then people probably won't even take time off in an unlimited policy. So what's the benefit of that employee benefit? Zero. I would think that those people tend to be a lot more transactional too. So a traditional paid time off policy, knowing that if I leave, I get paid out on that, that's going to be a lot more alluring. It's going to keep them there longer than a paid time off policy. Now, we didn't mention this, but when you said the liability side, the downside to an unlimited policy is that at the end of the process, if I end my contract with your company, what do I have to do as the company? Do I have to pay them out? Traditional, you do have to pay them for their time they accrued. That's one of the pros of that sort of a policy. You're not accruing this PTO liability across time, which is why it tends to be real good for smaller businesses or businesses that just don't want to deal with the hassle. The argument is that if you don't have the proper foundation to properly manage that sort of a policy or kind of trading off the financial liability for potential legal liability. And if your company's small, you may not be able to absorb a lawsuit or some sort of a legal claim. No, you don't want that at all. You mentioned foundation. Let's delve into that. So what is the foundation that I need as a company in order for me to thrive in? Let's start with the unlimited PTO. What do I need foundationally? You really have to ask yourself, First and foremost, is my company really built for it? And that means, do we even look at pay time off as the right way, as a mechanism to leave work and unplug? The next thing I would do is just not call it unlimited because that's wrong. What do you call it? I would call it a self-directed plan, Okay. which is really what it should be. The ability for the employee to self-direct when they take off. And then though, I would define bumpers or parameters or non-starters to that policy. Okay. Like what are the things that I want to make sure the employees know so that there's no conflict. If I'm a CPA firm, sorry guys, 
during tax season, you just can't take away. Now, I feel like it's lazy on part of a lot of companies where essentially they have this unlimited PTO program, but they don't have it documented out. Your bumpers that you're putting in place, what are those bumpers? What do they look like? It ranges everything from what the expectation is of how much time they can actually get away, what the expectations are or the minimum amount of time that they should get away. If your culture is such that you want to encourage people to get away, you should put that in writing. Hey, we encourage people to recharge for at least a week or at least two weeks a year. Anything above and beyond that, great. And it has to be documented. It has to be documented. If not, you're not establishing that philosophy, right? Because it's one thing for someone to tell you that. But if it's in writing, it just solidifies that point that much more. That can be one of the downsides of a limited PTO is expectations aren't clear. Yuli, to your point is making sure that people understand, assuming you have the foundation of the culture there and people understanding when can I take this time off? There's a SHRM survey recently done that showed that on the average traditional PTO policy, people took 15 days off. And of the average unlimited PTO policy, the person took 13 days off. So it's not to say that a unlimited policy can't work. Yuli said, Rick, for your audience, people that are in HR entrepreneurs, it could be a great way to get the business started. And then you grow from there. But it's making sure that there's clear expectations and people understand what's expected of them as the company grows. And that comes down from leadership. Because if I'm reporting to my manager, and my manager never really takes time off, I'm probably not going to feel so good about either requesting to be out or to go do that time for fear of potentially affecting my job security. So it really comes from the top down and really working on that culture to push that message out there. When you put these bumpers in place, what you do is you lay out, here's our policy. You have to give two weeks notice, transfer all that work over to your cohort or make sure that you're covered and there's plenty of notice, but it can't be denied or approved by the hiring manager. Yeah, that's how it works best. If there's no mechanism in place other than just the accountability of it. And this is the part in the policy that a lot of folks miss, which is the tracking of it in an unlimited policy transitions from reporting to someone and saying why you're going away, someone passed away or whatever it is, to now just keeping your team in the loop so that there's no loss of productivity within the organization. So things like company calendars, company PTO calendars that just say, okay, well, Rick is out the third week of of November. And then put policy in place that says, okay, make sure that you can transition that work off so that you don't lose any customers. Exactly. Hugely important. And then the other part of that is not to digress is when someone is going to be out, making sure that the procedures are also set up to make sure that before they go out, everything is handed off or forwarded. And then when they come back, they're in an environment where they can step in back into the cockpit of work and succeed. You don't want to take some beautiful vacation to Hawaii, come back a week later and you've got welcome to work. You have 487 emails to pour through catching up on projects. You can have a culture set up to where people can truly take those things away from you, handle them while you're gone, come back to a zero inbox environment. People give you the status updates of where they're at um, projects, pass the baton to you and you're in there ready to go. You've now elongated the effects of your time off and that's now going to contribute to your productivity and your happiness and to the culture in the organization. That's a great point. If I need to build a PTO policy for my organization. Walk me through how I do it. Now, honestly, it doesn't take very much time to sit down and think this stuff out and document it. How much time does it take to do this from your experience? Maybe 30 minutes, an hour at most. So there's no reason as an entrepreneur you shouldn't be doing it, period. No. Not at all. No. 
No reason. And basically, the anatomy is don't call it unlimited because it sets a precedent. You don't want to set the wrong precedent. Call it self-directed or call it something else that implies that people have the autonomy and the trust from the organization to be able to manage their own time. Second thing, put it on paper. This is where you define those non-starters, those bumpers, those parameters that you want to make sure that the employee follows. Do you want to limit this self-directed time off? What happens if you get somebody who comes in and goes on leave for two months? and is expecting to be paid. That ties into the whole calling it unlimited. If someone leaves for two months, you're going to get fired. I'm sorry, there is no such thing as unlimited. But then again, there's that legal liability because you called it unlimited. There's an argument there to where you can get sued. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself there. Yeah, so don't put yourself there. Don't get sued. You're too busy trying to run your company. Stop trying to defend your company against the fact that you named something incorrectly or the fact that one manager is tougher than the other. Just call it what it is, self-directed and let people do their thing, document it, put your non-starters, put your things that are just, listen, you can't go away for two months solid. It's just not going to happen. Put all those things in there. That's called a leave of absence. Exactly. (laughs) And then actually encourage time off in your policy. So write that down. And then the final piece, and this is where the success can really come in, is those handoff mechanisms. Put that in your policy too. We expect you eight days before you go away to touch base with clients, to create a team of people to hand off work to, and then have those meetings whenever you need to have them. And then when you come back, have a debrief with those people. If you do that and you put that in writing, it makes not just handoffs that much more efficient, but it also makes your employee that much happier because when they come back, they feel like, oh, I'm not landing in those 246 emails that I'm sent. I like that point you just brought up, the proactive handoffs, letting your customers know maybe a week before. There's nothing more frustrating sometimes than sending an email and getting that response back that says, oh, I'm on vacation for any reason, contact this person. If they already mm-hmm. know that that's going to happen, then again, that just makes your customer experience that much better. Absolutely. That's right. Well, you guys, we're getting pretty close on time. What would be two or three key takeaways that you could give the audience so they could plug into their business today? Say so first is really think about the kind of PTO policy that you want to offer. It doesn't mean you have to stick with that, but really think about what is important to you as the company of a culture. And then from there, build a policy around that. And proactive handoffs, like we talked about, those are hugely important, not just, again, to encourage people to get away, but to really allow them to feel regenerated and refreshed when they come back. Because like we talked about at the top of the hour, PTO has turned into pretend time off and nobody wants that. And part of that is the fact that we're checking out of work, quote unquote, and then we're still getting buzzed as we're away. And when we're away, we should be away. That is so true. I just had a vacation last week for a couple of days and I was on my phone constantly. But we're entrepreneurs. We kind of have to accept that. Yeah, it's different when you're the entrepreneur, but you want your employees to be able to unplug so they can come back and bring their best selves to the organization. That is so very true. And with that, we're just about out of time for today's show. Adam and Ulysses, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you guys to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our community can reach you? They can hit up our website, which is ptogenius.com. If they want to email us, they can do it hello at ptogenius.com. And they can also find both of us on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can search Adam P. Gordon or Ulysses I. Orozco, O-R-O-Z-C-O. Perfect. All right. I want to thank 
thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, Christopher Decker, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We love your feedback. After all, this show's about you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com with any suggestions. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Jay Prasad. He is the Chief Strategy Officer for Live Ramp TV. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live Show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.